Hello and welcome to the 15 Minute Mindset. My name's Rob Edwards. I'm a mental health professional. I'm the founder of Lifecycle Coaching and Lifecycle Audio. And so aside from producing health and wellbeing podcasts like this one for lots of other people, much of my focus is on providing mindset, mental health, resilience and wellbeing solutions for different businesses and for different individuals as well. So if you've been with us from the start, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate your support. But if you've only just found us and it's your first time with us, well, welcome. Thanks for giving us a listen. And yeah, we've covered quite a lot so far. Nine other episodes, in fact, already covering lots of different topics, things like identity, imposter syndrome, resilience and choice, all different items that relate directly to mindset. So maybe if you haven't listened yet, check them out after this one if you haven't done so already. And that's what the 15 minute mindset is all about. It's yes, obviously it's about mindset, but it's also about consuming content in a slightly different way. So if you haven't already yet, I'd encourage you now to get up, get away from your screens, get yourself away from all of those Zoom calls and Microsoft Teams calls, get away from emails and just stick your headphones in, stick your coat on and head outside with me for 15 minutes. That's all of fresh air and a little bit of fresh thinking. So we're here at week 10 already. Where on earth has this year gone? Well, from talking to lots of people up and down the country, I suspect it's gone largely into Netflix, to Zoom, to Amazon, to Microsoft, and to Ocado as well. So the digital community is definitely winning this particular battle. And that trend looks set to continue for quite a while yet, as unsurprisingly, I guess, COVID is poised to tighten its grip on us once more as we head into autumn and winter. So if you are listening in the UK, you will find yourselves now in either tier one, tier two, or tier three, depending upon the COVID risk rating in your area. Who'd have thought would be here? And if you're listening somewhere else, which a lot of you do, thank you, I've no idea what your circumstances are, but it's fair to say that you are probably also facing some similar restrictions as well. Which means that no matter where we are, we are all being asked to amend our behaviour and to make some fundamental changes in the way that we live our lives at the moment. So with all that in mind, and in these times of continued change that we find ourselves in, what have we got coming up this week? Well, this week, because of all the new restrictions that we're now living under, I thought it would be useful to explore the topic of change in a little bit of detail, or more specifically, our resistance to change, because it's something that I think is proving difficult for some. And so over the next few minutes, we're going to look into what exactly we mean by resistance to change. We'll look at where it comes from and what causes it. And finally, we'll look at how we can maybe put some strategies in place to help to overcome it. All that in 15 minutes? I hope so. That's the plan. There or thereabouts, yeah. And this week, I promise not to finish with a song. Even though I had lots of lovely comments from last week, it was definitely a one-off. So let's start by briefly exploring what we mean by resistance to change. And there are a couple of definitions which might prove quite useful here. And firstly... Resistance to change is defined as the opposition to altered circumstances or modification of the status quo. And that is something that we are definitely seeing at the moment, that opposition to change 
is a real thing that we're seeing at the moment. Secondly, resistance to change is defined as the action taken by individuals and groups when they perceive that a change is occurring as a threat to them. So both of these definitions refer to people taking opposing action against something happening. But interestingly, resistance to change isn't always about action because it can also result in a degree of inaction as well. Because it's widely accepted that we often struggle with change. It's a ubiquitous human failing. We tend to get very comfortable with the familiar. We very easily get stuck into repeated patterns of behaviour and into repeated patterns of thought that can easily hold us back from acceptance of change. That can then lead to inaction, it can lead to fear, it can lead to procrastination. All of those are elements of resistance to change. And it affects us at work because employees might resist change, for example, because they just feel safe in a routine. And they might also resist change when they haven't been briefed on the reasons for change or even the thinking behind that decision making. But it affects us at home as well. We might be reluctant to change where we live or our relationships or how we choose to live because of that familiarity. Because it's basic human nature to resist change and to try and keep methods and customs constant. And that is the root of resistance to change. So let's just consider the current situation for a moment. And whether you find yourselves in tier one or tier two or tier three, regardless of where you find yourselves in those restrictions, we are all having to change. And therefore, the more resistant we are to change, well, the more difficult we're likely to find these times. So having said that, how do we overcome this resistance to change? Well, firstly, before we look at that, we need to understand a little bit about where it comes from. Well, as we'd expect, the reasons for resistance to change are many and numerous, and they're far too broad to cover in detail in this podcast. But for now, let's just briefly look at some of the most commonly identified causes of it. And the first one is a misunderstanding about the need for change. If we have no idea why we're being asked to change, why our behaviours need to change, or the guidelines or the rules that we are familiar with need to change, if we've no idea why, then it's understandable that we resist those changes. Because as we've already mentioned, we're creatures of habit. And so clarity of communication and clarity of purpose is vital if you were to avoid resistance to change. And so to gain acceptance, to facilitate any change as an employer, as a partner, as a parent, as anyone in a position of responsibility, well, it's your responsibility to communicate that need for change as clearly and as efficiently as possible. The second reason for resistance to change is poor communication about how to change. Because even if we successfully communicate the need for change, we then have to clearly communicate how to change and what things we may need to do differently. Without the clarity of the how, there is still likely to be significant resistance. Thirdly, we feel connected to the old way of doing things. We feel connected to the normal way of doing things. 
And that's, again, because we're creatures of habit. Our everyday thoughts and feelings and perceptions come from our past memories. They come from previous experiences of situations. And so when we find ourselves in similar situations again, we tend to respond in similar ways. However, since we've just ascertained a lot of our beliefs and our perceptions are based upon past experiences, well, we can ask ourselves how many of our thoughts and feelings also come from the past. So the next time you're faced with choice or change, maybe ask yourself, are the perceptions that are holding you back actually true? And even if they were true at some point, are they still true now? And when you start to look into that in some detail, it can yield some really interesting answers sometimes. The fourth reason that we have for resistance to change is because of our ingrained subconscious belief systems. Because our belief systems are formed way back and they're repeated over many years, well, they become very deeply embedded within us. And we unconsciously become so wedded to those belief systems and those emotions of the past that we see these beliefs as current truths, even if they're no longer true. So we can sometimes hold such deeply ingrained belief systems that we operate without conscious thought. And this can best be summed up in the two following quotes. The first one is from Epictetus, who was a Greek philosopher. And he said, it's not the things in themselves which trouble us, but the opinions that we have about those things. It's not the things themselves, it's the opinions that we have about those things. And there's a second quote as well in a similar vein to that. And it says, the problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude to the problem. The problem is not the problem. The problem is your attitude to the problem. And that was from Captain Jack Sparrow. He's a much more modern day philosopher. And it's those ingrained subconscious belief systems that really do lead to a resistance to change. And it leads to number five which is a fear of the unknown. We're so used to thinking of our current reality as something that's fixed and certain, something that we're familiar with, that we find change really difficult. We fear the unknown. And changing old belief systems, it might well be difficult, but it's not impossible. Think of it a little bit like a map. And if I were to give you now a map of Oxford to navigate around Edinburgh, for example, it would be no use at all you'd need to change the map to a map of Edinburgh. Well, if our old belief systems don't help us to navigate through current times, well, that can be really confusing as well. And so it might be time to change that map. So with that analogy in mind, how now can we start to overcome our resistance to change? How do we write ourselves a new map? Well, I'll give you five suggestions that might help. Firstly, accept that change is inevitable. Expect it. Don't be surprised or taken back by it. Overcoming resistance to change starts with accepting the reality of a situation and seeing the state of things now as they actually are, as opposed to holding on to an idealistic or notional idea of what we want them to be. It might not be ideal. It might not be the same as it was, but as long as we're wanting it to be the same, the longer it is going to take us to adapt. Secondly, we need to acknowledge that the resistance is actually there. And by acknowledging just how strong our resistance to change is, by acknowledging where it comes from and the hold that it has over us, well, we can then deal with it much more effectively. 
if we're still carrying an old outdated belief system, if we're still working from an old map that is in conflict with where we want to get to, it's likely to cause us some confusion, some negative emotions and some negative thoughts and feelings. And they're the red flags that can force us back into a state of contemplation and force us into a state of fear where we start to avoid, we start to excuse and we start to blame. So once we acknowledge the impact that our old map has on us, we can then decide how best to respond to it and therefore how we can best proceed with our goals and our objectives towards achieving the new priorities. Thirdly, when we are ready to change, we need to begin at the beginning and don't panic. Because during times of change, calmness and reassurance will win the race here. Life doesn't always go to plan. That is one certainty that we can be sure of. We can't prevent it from going wrong, and some of those things are way beyond our control. But we are in control of our belief systems and the way that they influence our decisions. So in the current climate, it's time for a change of tone. It's time for our leaders to step up and lead. And don't be afraid to start the process. Don't be afraid to accept that there's resistance to change there. Don't be afraid to acknowledge it, but be calm be reassuring and don't panic. And then fourthly, start to pivot your focus towards the new important, not the new normal, the new important. Resist the temptation to do everything at once. We can't do everything at the same time and that will only build more resistance. But use clear communication tools and set some really clear objectives. Set some goals for yourself, some goals for others and take small manageable steps to adjust. And finally, when you've started that process, find ways to monitor and to motivate and reward yourself and others to help to reinforce that change. Because acceptance of change can be really hard for all the reasons that we've covered and many more besides as well. And so the temptation to fall back into old conditioned ways will be really compelling. So find really simple and effective ways to track progress. Find simple and effective ways to trace any improvement and to monitor any engagement levels. And when we see clear progress, we're more likely to persist. And when we do persist and we see that progress, we should reward ourselves and others as well. Because we don't do enough of that either. So get creative with that. Be bold. It's vital if we're to navigate change successfully. So in summary for this week, change is inevitable and it always will be. And especially it seems these days. And so the more equipped we are to accept that, the less resistance there will be. So I think that feels like a good point to bring this week's episode to a bit of a close. Thanks again for giving us a listen. Hopefully it's either encouraged a little reflection or provoked a little bit of thought. Thanks for your continued support and for your comments. They're all appreciated. They all get read, so do please keep them coming in. And of course, if you know of anyone else who you think would like to listen to this, by all means, send them the link and encourage them to do so. I hope it's got you away from your desk if only just for a few moments. And if it hasn't this time, well, maybe it will next time. And if you found it a useful experience, please come back again next week. If you haven't, that's fine. Don't worry. That's okay as well. So thanks again. I'm Rob Edwards. This is the 15 Minute Mindset, and I'll see you again really soon. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.